Thanks for tuning in to In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. Our special guest in this episode is Bengals quarterback coach Dan Pitcher. How would you like to be the guy that rubs elbows and compares notes and brainstorms with a quarterback like Joe Burrow? Man, must be one of the greatest jobs in the world. Dan Pitcher does a phenomenal job of it. Joe Burrow will tell you Dan Pitcher is a big, big reason for the success that Joe Burrow is experiencing. They have a very, very good symbiotic relationship. There's no two ways about it. We're going to talk to Dan Pitcher about the playoff victory in Buffalo. We're going to talk to him a little bit about the upcoming football game in Kansas City against the Chiefs. AFC champions, the second time in a row. Has a good ring to it, doesn't it? I want to congratulate you for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham brought to you by First Star Logistics. And we are in our studios as always, and they are outstanding. I want to congratulate you because we have an outstanding guest. This gentleman does a great job for the Cincinnati Bengals, and he's a tremendous guest for us on a regular basis. I'm speaking of none other than quarterback coach extraordinaire, Mr. Dan Pitcher. Coach, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Lap. First off, I, I, it was a big deal for you for so many reasons to go to Buffalo and beat the Buffalo Bills because that's where your foundation was laid, you know, in terms of who you are and what you are as a football player, coach, and everything that you've uh, you've become in your lifetime. Take us back to what it was like to go home to Buffalo and, and beat the Buffalo Bills. What was that like, coach? Yeah, it was a, it was a great day. I'm just really happy for, for our team and for our players and how well they played. Um, it's always fun to, you know, go back to, you know, a, a part of the, the country that I'm <clears throat> is, is near and dear to me. You know, I grew up a, a couple hours from Buffalo, but I grew up a, a Bills fan and grandparents had season tickets. And so spent, you know, a lot of games in that stadium and those parking lots, throwing the ball around as a little kid. And, um, you know, really where my, a lot of my love for football grew. You know, and so to be able to go back there and just just think about that, it's uh, it's pretty cool. That's very cool. I mean, to come full circle like that is just that's a heck of an experience, and uh, not a lot of people do get to experience that kind of thing, Coach. So, congrats on that. Thank you. Who, who was your who was your first hero as a Buffalo Bill when you were you know get that early exposure and man, I really like this game. Who, who was the guy? Yeah, you know, so my my earliest memories are. Um, you know, I can I can kind of remember Jim Kelly playing, um, you know, and, and I remember Thurman Thomas and Andre Reed and Bruce Smith. I remember I just remember the chance of Bruce in the, in the stadium, um, you know, so that kind of I, I, I remember the tail end of that run of those guys. Um, and then, you know, the Flutie, Rob Johnson, uh, Drew Bledsoe, AVP is in there, too. You know, kind of that stretch of guys. Right. Um you know, so it's like it's hard to it's hard to to, to single out one guy, um, but uh, you know the mid mid to late '90s Bills football was probably the most important thing to uh, a ten year old damn pitcher. No question. AVP, by the way, for everybody is Alex Van Pelt. But so uh, four straight Super Bowls, unbelievable. What what was it like for you as as a, as a young fan 
to go four straight times and just come up short four times in a row. That's just amazing to think about. Yeah, you know, so I really only remember a little bit of maybe the last one, you know, so I would have been 94, I would have only been seven in the right. last one there. So I, like I said, I kind of caught the tail end of that really good run for them. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of success after that. And, and uh, you know, it's just when you when you're a young kid like that, to to look up to those guys and you got the trading cards and you play the video games and you watch them on tv and um to to eventually you know be at this level doing something that i love doing and coaching and, and doing it in that stadium uh it was it was a cool experience it, you know I, I made sure to take a moment to to recognize that and appreciate it you know it's it's, it's amazing here in cincinnati now we know the crowd uh are so supportive the entire city, the whole community is so supportive of what the Cincinnati Bengals are about right now. And it's been that way in Buffalo for a long time. It's been that way in so many NFL cities for such a long period of time. And here in Cincinnati as well, back into the 80s and earlier. It's amazing how the NFL can unite and bond entire communities of people. And you get fans all over the country, you know, uh, that it doesn't. You, to be a fan, you don't have to just live in the city proper. You can live anywhere, and it's amazing how fans all over the country, all over the world, are fans of specific teams. It really is. Yeah, it's probably it's probably the best thing about sports, right? Is yeah. the ability to bring people together and in, in uh, you know for a for a common goal and a purpose bigger than themselves. And it's cool when the community can feel that. You know, we obviously feel that as the team, right? Where we we come together and. Everybody has their role, uh, and and all you want to do is just make sure you're doing your job really well, so that the team can do really well. Uh, but the communities obviously have a huge part in that, and and this community in Cincinnati right now, the support that we feel from them, you know, we go on the road and and you're hearing who day chants in in the first quarter of that game in in, in Buffalo, um, you know, that doesn't go unnoticed. It's incredible the the who day chants. Uh, the T, you know, when T made a catch, uh, just and then when we come back after the game, the buses pull into the stadium at midnight. There's a couple hundred people there honking horns, going crazy. I mean, it is off the hook. The, the, the place, the city of Cincinnati and surrounding areas. I mean, they just they're beside themselves in joy. It's, it's, it's just such a great thing. It really is. No, no yeah, it's been it's been great. And, and like I said, we feel that. So uh, keep it coming. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so you, you talked about uh, how, how the football team has bonded uh, so many people, and it's because of the excellence as well of the football team. How about your quarterback in, in this past game against the Buffalo Bills? On the road, the fans are going absolutely crazy. I mean, they're, they're just in full throat. Uh, it's, it's boisterous. It's loud. It's snowing. It's, you know, and Joe Burrow goes nine for nine. Uh, two touchdowns in those first nine throws, four for four in the first drive for a touchdown, five for five in the second drive for a touchdown. You're up 14 nothing, and Joe Burrow's like, eh, no problem. How about that start? And then his first 14 passes go to eight different players. I mean, he's like distributing, spreading. I guess probably nothing surprises you anymore, Coach, but that is extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, He's, he's playing at such a high level, and you're right, it doesn't surprise us. Yeah. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that we don't appreciate it fully. Uh, you know, that's you, 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 you can't fall into that trap, 
right? Where it's like, oh, well, it's, that's just the expectation and you forget that what he's doing is not usual. Uh, so we, we appreciate how he's playing and, and his approach on a game to game basis. Um, he's the biggest part of why we find ourselves in the position we find ourselves. And so we're just going to continue to, you know, put a great environment around him and, and, and give him everything he needs so that, uh, you give him the keys on Sunday and you say, go do your thing. And that's our job and, and we'll keep doing it. And I know he's going to keep doing his. He is uh, such a such a tremendous leader in that he performs at such a high level, but never, I mean, emotionally so even keel, you know. And when, during the week, everybody's like, "Boy, what about the offensive line? Oh my gosh, three new start." And Joe's like, "Hey, things are good. We got confidence in these guys. These guys have played a lot of football. We got guys that have played playoff games, you know, in that group of guys. Everything's going to be good. Calm down. Everything's fine." And and they go out and play. That offensive line went out and played. They played five as one. I mean, it was it, 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 they really did a, a hell of a job. Jackson Carmen was phenomenal, I thought, at the left tackle position. And, uh, you know, still had Ted Karras there, the quarterback of the offensive line, controlling uh, things. But, you know, Adenogy out there, you know, is, is doing his thing as well, sharpening. I mean, what, what about that offensive line, Coach? And do you think Joe had a big impact on those guys like he does on everybody? Yeah, Joe, Joe impacts everybody in the building. Um, he, he brings out the best in everybody. And he, he's, he's very aware of the effect that he can have on people. And uh, I think he's done a great job of um, using that positively and instilling confidence in his teammates. You know, the, the offensive line was outstanding on Sunday. I mean, there's, there's uh, you know, there's a, a hundred superlatives you could use to describe how they played. Uh, right. and, and so it just, it, it gives you more confidence moving forward that we're going to get more of that. And they step up their game because they want to play well in front of the front of our quarterback and our quarterback instills confidence in them. Uh, they're, they're extremely well coached and uh, they're a motivated unit. And, and those guys that are getting their opportunities uh, are going out there to prove what they can do. And so, you know, they, they were great and uh, we're going to need more of it. You know, I'm watching the running game coach that went for over 170 yards, and, and Frank schemed up a, a great run game. You guys schemed up a great game plan overall. I mean, it was executed to perfection by your football team. But it, it, you you run motion, and you get a defensive back in the box and for the running game, and then you pull a tackle to block them. You know, and it's like, man, he's, he's basically diving at his ankles to survive, and boom, Joe Mixon's up the gut for a big gash play. You have Jamar Chase, who's – a tremendous wide receiver, the best in the NFL. He's cracking on a defensive end. Shaq Lawson and Jackson Carmen, you know, is, is coming out and around, and he's pancaking linebackers, Edmonds. I mean, it was unbelievable to watch how you guys schemed it to get that, you know, that's that defensive back in the box, and then how the players executed because such a belief in, man, this stuff is good. We got to do our job because this stuff is good. That's a hell of a dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, no, it, it all came together Sunday. Um, a ton of credit to, to Zach and to Brian and to Frank, who you mentioned. I mean, Frank does a great job scheming the run game and uh, recognizing where they're going to be weak. You know, when, when teams play us with two high safeties because they're afraid of what our guys on the outside can do, that puts a lot of pressure on the nickel, particularly to fit the run. 
and he can end up in some pretty tough spots. And, you know, especially a team like Buffalo that, that they play almost exclusively nickel defense. Um, You know, if they're going to keep two safeties high, which if I was playing us, I'd probably do the same thing. You know, there's, there's going to be opportunities there. And so, Great, great job by those guys I just mentioned scheming that, and then, and then the players just executing. You know, I think your example with Jamar on the, on the, on the crack block there on the toss. I mean, that's just an example of the kind of guys we have. Unselfish. What's my job? I'm going to go do it. Whether my job's to, you know, catch 15 passes for 200 yards and three touchdowns, or to crack block a defensive end, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, we got we got two games left to achieve the ultimate goal, and so that's that's where everybody's mindset is and. Uh, you know, we expect that of our guys. So, so coach, uh, when you guys score first, you're 10 and 0. When you have a lead after the first quarter, you're 9 and 0. Lead after the second quarter, 9 and 0. Lead after the third quarter, still 9 and 0. I mean, so when you guys get the lead, you sustain it, you maintain it, and, and, and you finish. Uh, the thing that was amazing to me against Buffalo on Monday night, the game that was obviously, um, didn't play uh, finished because of, of reasons that were certainly um, <laughs> the reason not to play football after, after the, the trauma that everybody experienced that night. But on that drive, you guys go 75 yards in five plays. In this football game, in the playoff game, first drive, six plays, 79 yards. Second drive, 10 plays, 72 yards. Those three drives, and two of them only counted. But 21 plays, 226 yards, three touchdowns. Over 10 yards a snap. I mean, it's like, wow. You guys were just slicing and dicing and carving up a hell of a defensive football team. Yeah, yeah. You know, we came out uh, really strong in, in, in both those games. You know, I think it's a testament to our guys being ready from snap one. You know, when they walk on the field, there's no easing into it. You know, we, we love when we get a chance to to get the ball first. You know, sometimes it works out that way. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, there's obviously a lot of different things strategically that go into those decisions. But Whenever it happens, uh, we relish that opportunity as an offense. And, you know, I think we've, we've taken advantage of a lot of those opportunities this year. Talk about, uh, in my mind, it was, it was the three C's in this football game. You played a clean game, uh, two penalties for nine yards, and one of them was a little dicey. <laughs> Volson a little bit dicey. But two penalties for nine yards, two false starts, um, no turnovers. No interceptions. Ball's not even on the ground. Never mind losing a fumble. Ball's not even on the ground. So it was a clean game. It was a complete game, and it was a complimentary game. All three phases. I mean, it was it was uh, as good a football game as I've seen in a long time. You had no three and outs, none. the The shortest drive was six snaps. I mean, you did something with it every single time. You only had two plays out of seventy uh, one snaps. Two plays that went for minus yards. A quarterback sack in one run that went for minus yards. That stuff is extraordinary. I mean, 16 uh, plays, I think I counted, that went for 10 yards or more, 16 of them. In those weather conditions, I mean, Coach, is that uh, is that about as good as it gets? Yeah, you, when you're able to to move the ball like that and, and, and sustain that over the course of the game, it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead to a lot of really good things as a team. Uh, and then when you add in, like you, you referenced the other two phases, you know, as well as our special teams played and, and then our defense who just continues to step up game after game after game um, with great plans and great execution, uh, it kind of all comes together. You know, I, I think the thing to point out from the other day, I would just, 
you know, reference our, our ball carriers, our backs, our tight ends, our receivers, guys scratching and clawing for extra yards. It, it felt like there were probably six or seven times where we're sitting there saying, Dave, do we get the first down? Is it, is it second and a foot or is it a first down? Is it third and a foot or is it a first down? And it felt like every time for the most part, it was a first down yeah. because the guys just, just, you know, by sheer will, uh, were able to to scratch out a couple extra inches to to get us the first down and, and so the rhythm that allows you to get in as as for Zach as a play caller and for Joe as a quarterback, you know when when you're moving the sticks as often as we're moving them, you know it becomes demoralizing to the defense and it really allows you to to establish a rhythm. You know it it, it looked to me like live as I was watching the game, the Bengals looked so much quicker. Looked looked. Looked like the, the inclement weather, you know, the snow and some, you know, that can get in your in your cleats and all that stuff. You gotta, well, you gotta stay over your feet. It looked like the Bengals were staying over their feet so much more um, successfully than the Buffalo Bills. I don't know, maybe if they were emotionally tired, it's emotionally tired or whatever the case, but it just like looked like the Cincinnati Bengals as a team, all phases, they were a step quicker. And I don't know, maybe it was the getting off to that big lead early uh, had something to do with the boy watching the, the game live. And then it's harder to see it maybe on tape, but on, live to me, it was like, man, this this Bengals football team is just faster and quicker tonight, period. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I can't speak to anything that, you know, was going on uh, with their team. You know, I just think for us, it, you know, when you're confident in what you're supposed to do, yep, you can play fast. And I think our guys were completely confident in what they're being asked to do, you know, and you know, the weather it's, it's obviously, it becomes a factor when it's that significant, um, you know, but if, if you play with body control and, and you know where you're going, um, you know, it, it, you can figure it out. And I thought our guys did a great job of that. And, you know, sometimes it's harder to be the person reacting in that environment on defense than it is to be the person who knows where they're going. And, um, you know, maybe that was a factor a little bit. I don't know. I just know, you know, our guys didn't let uh, the snow or the field conditions affect their ability to execute. And that, you know, that's a proud moment as a coach when, um, you know, you just kind of rise above that. So let's let's talk about the next opponent, Coach. You're going back to the AFC championship game for the second year in a row. You're in the final four for the second year in a row. And, how, and these, this opponent – they're hosting an AFC championship game for the fifth year in a row. That's that's mind-boggling. But the Bengals have beaten them three times in less than a calendar year. This fourth time will be an opportunity to win four in less than 13 months. So it's like, hey, I'm not scared to go to Kansas City. It doesn't appear and play the Kansas City Chiefs. Quality opponent, though, no question about it. As I look at that defensive football team, the one that jumps out and slaps me right in the face as a former lineman is, Number 95, Chris Jones. That guy's a problem, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's a great player, you know, and there, there's no fear there, like you said. I mean, we don't fear anybody. Yeah. Uh, we, we respect everybody. Uh, we certainly respect the Kansas City Chiefs, and success in prior games guarantees you nothing. Um, so, you know, we approach every game as its own entity, and we have to put a great plan together. We have to make sure our guys know – what they need to do and then they have to go do it and so uh we have confidence that that we can do all of those things check all of those boxes 
but it's going to require our best effort against a great team who, like you said, is hosting their fifth straight AFC championship game. And so they obviously got something right over there. Uh, yeah. and they got a lot of really good players on in all three phases. So uh, we got to work that out for us, but we're excited for the opportunity. This is where we expect it to be. And so now we just got to go do the job. Steve Spagnolo as a, as a defensive coordinator, obviously has been around the league for quite a while and has, has achieved quite a bit of success as well. What, what's, what's his trademark as such? What separates him from the pack in your estimation, coach? Well, they, you know, they do a really good job of, of mixing looks on you, um, mixing coverage on first and second down, you know, on third down, giving you different, you know, man looks, they do a good job disguising, um, you know, as all teams try to do against really against all NFL quarterbacks, but particularly against really smart ones. It's important to try to, if they know the answers to the test before they catch the ball, it gets really hard to defend them. Um, and so they do a good job of trying to disguise what they're giving you. Um, they mix up some different man looks where they made double team guys here or there and, uh, and just make it a little hard on you, you know, trying to get the ball to your, to your best guys. But the beautiful thing about how we're, how we're constituted is, you know, we're going to throw the ball to the open guy. And we got a lot of guys can get open. Like you said, I mean, I think Joe threw the ball to eight different guys in the first 15 completions on Sunday, you know. So uh, we have great star players, but we have other role players that are great at what we ask them to do. Uh, and so it, it's hard for a defense to, to defend. And, um, you know, Steve Spagnuolo has been, been calling defense for a really long time in this league. He knows – he knows what he's doing. Uh, they've got good players. They've got good young players in the secondary. Um, they got you know Chris Jones, who's arguably the the best defensive tackle in football. Um, and you know they've got guys on the edge that can rush. So it's, there's a reason they're in the AFC Championship game. But you know we're excited to go play them. The thing about your quarterback that you work with every day, coach, that impresses the hell out of me, is is patience. You know, it's like I am not going to force a damn thing. I'm going to take what the defense gives me. You know, and and I remember it, it takes me back to sitting in a, in a meeting room and listening to Bill Walsh. And I vividly remember him with the West Coast offense saying, you know what, gentlemen, um, I'll take that four-yard completion because, you know, the defense thinks they're kicking our ass and stopping our passing game. But if my math is right, four, three of those is a first down. And that's what we want to do. Don't we want to move the chains, guys, and score points, right? So they think they're kicking our tail, but we're – matriculating the ball and we're scoring points. I'll, I'll take that. And at some point in time, they're going to try to stop that. And now we've got other opportunities. I mean, watching you guys uh, scheme and Joe execute it, it takes me right back to that, that Bill Walsh kind of mentality. It's, it's incredible to watch. Yeah. Joe does a great job of that. He, he sees the defense. He's got excellent recognition. He understands the weaknesses and all the different coverage structures that he could see. You can't cover everything, um, and so when you when you have explosive targets on the outside like we have, uh, you know a lot of teams so far this year have chosen to to try to make us move the ball down the field rather than give us opportunities for giant you know for huge plays yeah. uh, you know down the sideline. But you know we we maintain the the identity that we are going to be aggressive, and so you know we have to just find when those op, you know opportunities. Uh, occur and take advantage. Um, and then if they don't, if they're going to be soft, then Joe's going to do what he does and recognize uh, where the voids and the underneath coverage are and, and get the ball to our playmakers and they do what they do. So uh, that's his job. That's the job of an NFL quarterback. Uh, and he does it really well. 
Boy, he he certainly does. I mean, he he's playing at uh, at, at such such a high level. And uh, man, I know I've asked you this before, but when when Joe comes off the football field and comes to the sideline, are you kind of impressed with what he sees even on the field? I mean, he's got support. Everybody, great coaches, you know, on the sideline, up in the up in the boxes, you know, taking a look at things. Um, but he does see a lot, doesn't he? And he's got tremendous vision, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's he's special. Yeah. You know, there's there's really the only way to describe him, you know. Yeah, he's got a lot of support. I mean, you got a lot of smart guys in the building right? That, that are helping him, but there's one guy out there doing it, and there's a reason the rest of us are on the sideline helping him because none of us could do it, and there's very few guys on planet Earth that can do it to the level that he does, maybe none. Um, so... He, he, that's him. That's we're we're just so glad we have him, and um, you know I expect that he'll continue. <clears throat> Tell you, I, I I can understand why the offensive line played like they did because I, I I remember you know vividly being in the huddle in big games, you know, and it's like how how's everybody doing? How's how's everybody looking here? And then you look at the quarterback, and in our case was Kenny Anderson. I'm looking at him, and he's composed and. He's got that look in his eye, and it's like, yeah, we're good. Everything's good today. I'm sure that's how the guys feel with Joe. You know, they duck into that huddle, and, like, Joe's just like, we got this, guys, without saying it, you know. Everything's cool. Don't worry about it. We got this. That's just an unbelievable feeling, man. That just that just raises you up. It really does. Yep. No, it gives, it gives everybody confidence, no doubt. <clears throat> Coach, can't thank you enough. I know uh, it's, it's, it's never easy. It's always a challenge going out to Kansas City. Tough place to play, quality opponent. I know you're in the process of putting together another magnificent game plan. We don't want to hold you back from doing that anymore. Uh, and, uh, and number nine will execute it. Good luck. Thanks, Lap. AFC champions sounds good. Repeat AFC champions. You guys deserve it. You put in the work. You put in the time. Best of luck. Go get them. All right, man. Appreciate it. We'll see you. Appreciate ya. you. Thanks. Yep. At First Star Logistics, we're a very strict company that really puts the pressure on our employees. Brakes? What are those? That's what I'm talking about, Icky. Get the body right, then the mind's right. You yeah, know, you know, gotta get that body right. That's right. right. Yes, sir. Become a star with a chance to earn the highest commission percentages in the industry as a freight broker agent. Check out FirstStarLogistics.com.